Hiring? With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle Roundtable. I am here uh, with Richie from Rivals, uh, co- who covers um, Rutgers football. Richie, thanks for joining us. How are you? Um, I'm good. I'm excited for this Yankee game a little bit later, but uh, we got to talk some Rutgers football. Yeah, let's talk a little bit of Rutgers football. They um, started the season uh, started the season hot at uh, at three and zero, and then uh, have lost the last three. Uh, three Big Ten games, Iowa at home, t- uh, 27-10, at Ohio State, 49-10, uh, and Nebraska a couple weeks ago, 14-13 at home. Just take us through uh, the start of the season. A, a nice win up at – come from behind win up at Boston College. A close win over Temple on the road as well. Just what are uh, Rutgers fans and, and, and Rutgers uh, football followers feeling these days? Yeah, so I guess we'll start from the beginning of the season. Uh, As you mentioned, that big comeback win, uh, 95-yard, nine-play drive, or maybe I think it was 11-play drive, actually, to uh, come back and beat Boston College in the season opener. Um, I actually pegged that game as a loss going into the year. Uh, Rutgers was projected at three-and-a-half wins on on the entire season. They're very close to surpassing that mark, obviously, with three already. But, uh, I mean, that was a huge win, and I honestly started thinking, like, all right, maybe this team could get a bowl game again. Like, this, maybe they could pull this off. But as we know now, Boston College is not that good whatsoever this year. Um, Wagner, obviously, hasn't won a game since 2019, so I I just consider that one kind of a wash. And then uh, the Temple. The Temple game was very questionable. It was very close, and it shouldn't have been as close as it was. And I think the the moral of the story with this team, if you look at it, they're averaging 1.2 offensive touchdowns per game. You're not going to win games like that. Um, it's it's been a struggle on offense, and that's why uh, Rutgers has a new offensive coordinator going into this week. Um, Gleason was a very sought after offensive coordinator. I know when IU was looking to um, re- replace an offensive coordinator, I think either Nick Sheridan or Kalen DeBoer. Um, Gleason's name came up a lot. He interviewed for the position. What went wrong there? Because he was, he's a New Jersey guy who's from Princeton, was at Oklahoma State. Just what went wrong uh, with his offense? So I guess for starters, um, yeah, like you mentioned, he's a Jersey guy through and through, and that was kind of the whole pitch to him. And uh, it sounds like his wife wanted to go back home to Jersey. Obviously, Oklahoma is not New Jersey. It's two totally different cultures completely. But, uh, yeah, so he he actually has been sought after uh, pretty, pretty hardly, uh, even when he's at Rutgers, like, uh, Georgia Tech reached out to him when he was at Rutgers. Um, but yeah, it's, it seems like year one, everything was clicking, everything was going. Maybe that was a case of just people not really knowing what he could bring to the table in terms of uh, offensive schemes and stuff like that. But uh, I mean, th- this Rutgers team hasn't had a good offensive line since ugh, I don't even know how long it's been. It's been it's been quite some time, probably Shiano 1.0, as, as we like to call it, his first tenure here uh, at Rutgers. But uh, 
I think it starts up front. And when you don't get blocking up front, you can't really move the ball. And then uh, on top of it, he hasn't really developed a quarterback. Uh, they brought in Noah Vedrill from Nebraska, who's been eh at best. And uh, af- after him, I mean, Archikowski was here for a little bit. Now he's at Illinois backup. Um, they just haven't really been able to develop a guy or find a guy. Now, that being said, they did bring in a four-star last year in Gavin Wimsett, who uh, pulled the Quinn Ewers situation and actually left high school his senior year and enrolled early. But uh, he he still hasn't lived up to the, that uh, four-star ranking yet. And uh, that that's probably the biggest issue is that it's it's quarterback at the end of the day. And it, it seems like uh, Rutgers' struggles are still there as they're doing a quarterback roulette type thing this year with three different guys. With, I believe your tight end coach is taking over play calling duties on offense. Do you expect a big change in offensive philosophy or just some tweaks that, you know, teams make during that bye week? Uh, that, that's a tough one. I wouldn't say a huge change because at the end of the day, it, it, you're already in the middle of the season. And I think this move is kind of to try to salvage the season. So Shiano's never fired a coach in the middle of the year. He's always let these guys at least play out the year or at least coach out the year as, as you want to call it. Um, so I don't think there's going to be significant changes. Now, that being said, maybe a couple schemes, maybe a couple calls and stuff like that here and there. Um, but Nunzio Campanelli, uh, he, he has the new, as the tight ends coach, he's done the job before technically. So when Chris Ash was fired, he, uh, he took over as interim OC and interim quarterbacks coach and interim head coach. So he did, has done the job before he kind of knows what he's working with. And ironically, uh, his quarterback in high school, when he was at Bergen Catholic, which is like one of the powerhouse programs over here in New Jersey, I guess actually in the nation, um, he, his quarterback was Johnny Langdon, who is the current starting tight end. So. I guess tight end slash quarterback slash running back. He kind of does. He kind of does it all for Rutgers. He, he does do it all. We saw him last year line up a tight end, line up a quarterback, wide receiver, running back. Yeah, he's almost the Taysom Hill of Rutgers. Exactly. Uh, football. Um, going into that quarterback situation, have some injuries there. Uh, it, it seems like it, it's rotating. Federal was hurt during. Uh, it, it, <laughs> at the beginning of the year, what's the situation there? So Vedro got hurt in training camp and didn't come back until the uh, Ohio state game where he only had like four snaps, but then he started the Nebraska game two weeks ago. So now uh, he's, he's fully healthy. Now it sounds like uh, obviously fully healthy is a loose, loosely used term. He, he, he did hurt his hand. She confirmed that the other day, uh, but he, he's good to go. Gavin Wimsatt missed the past two games with uh, a lower body injury because, you know, coaches nowadays don't like saying any type of injury whatsoever. But, uh, yeah, so he's back as well. He practiced during bye week. And uh, Evan Simon, the guy who started most of these games and led the team in passing for the first five or six games or whatever, or whatever it is now, um, he he's also – he's perfectly healthy. So now it's kind of going to be interesting what you do here. If, if you're Rutgers, um, throughout the first six games, they've rotated guys in and out. I know against Boston College, they rotated Langan, Simon, and Wimsett all in one series at one point. It's it's a very bizarre. Now, Gleason's not here anymore. Ideally, I think the best case scenario for Rutgers is you pick a quarterback and stick with him and let him get a little bit of confidence and a little, little rhythm going. But uh, I, I don't know what's going to happen, honestly. It's, it's a tough call right now. My If I had to, if I was a betting man, I'd probably say Noah Vedral, the six-year senior, would get the nod. And then you kind of go from there, but... It's kind of a wait and see process at the moment too. Yeah, sticking with the offense, uh, Aaron Crookshank. It seems like he's been there forever. Transfer from Wisconsin, explosive kick returner, punt returner, um, can make some plays in the passing game. He's uh, Rutgers' leading receiver. Um, and then Samuel Brown is the is the leading rusher. 
Uh, he's a he's a freshman as well, or not as well, but he's a freshman. What um what other offensive playmakers, if you're Indiana, do you have to key on uh, against Rutgers on Saturday? So that, that's the tough part. As I mentioned before, this this offense has been extremely stagnant. Um, we're not really sure what to expect under a new OC. Uh, practice was closed last week during the bye week, so they're not letting anyone anyone see whatsoever what's going to happen. Um, it's more of a secretive thing, which, which I kind of understand. It's all strategic advantage at this point. Um, I do think you'll see a lot of Sam Brown, like you mentioned. He is the leading rusher. He's a four-star freshman out of Pennsylvania, out of Philly. Uh, he's he's been phenomenal. He's very patient. He's not gonna break you down with his speed or anything like that, like most tailbacks do. He's kind of that big bully, uh, big bully old school type rusher. He's a little on the smaller side, I guess, in terms of height, but in terms of body, he's he's a big, big body, like big uh, old school power back type. Um, he uses a stiff arm a lot. He's using it really well. He uh, put up some significant yards against a very good Ohio State team and a, and a pretty good Ohio Iowa team on defense as well. Um, and then, like you mentioned, Aaron Krukshank has been a, has been a weapon. Uh, there's so many ways to use him. Now, this season, he's been a little bit different. Uh, he does have five or six total kick slash punt returns for touchdowns in his career. So it's always something to watch. But he did tear his ACL last year. So it's it's kind of hard to see how much he's fully recovered. I think he's a little a little skittish at times in terms of uh, taking the ball out uh, from uh, as a return man, which is always dangerous. But uh I think the one guy I'd probably keep a close eye on would probably be Sean Ryan. He did. He made a really nice, uh, ran a really nice route against the Ohio State team. And this it, it was for a touchdown, a 22-yard touchdown, I think it was, to start the game against Ohio State. And it, it was Rutgers' first ever lead against the Buckeyes ever. So um, he could be a weapon at times. He's tall. He's got really good hands. I'd probably keep a close eye on him if they're not going to use Krukshank as much. But uh, other than that, I, like I said, this is a run-heavy team. I'd probably watch the running back room in general. Awesome. And then switching to the defensive side of the ball, uh, you guys are, are giving up uh, 22 points a game. Yeah, 49 of them came against Ohio State. Uh, but who, who are some of the playmakers on defense that you would have circled on your board if you're an opposing offense? Uh, I think it starts with the D-line. Uh, Aaron Lewis has been one of the uh, the better defensive linemen in the, uh, in the Big Ten overall. I know he's not putting up crazy sack numbers or anything like that, but he's getting a ton of quarterback pressures off the edge. Uh, he's doing really well. I know PFF just ranked him as one of the top, uh, I think the number two defensive end in the Big Ten this year. Uh, now, mind you, Rutgers has played a couple crappy teams in terms of offenses between Temple, Wagner, Boston College. Iowa's offense is awful too. So, I mean, it's not great, but uh, he, he has been doing really well. So I keep an eye on him. Other than him, uh, Max Melton has uh, kind of picked it up as of late. He's he's one of the better DBs in the Big Ten. I think he was uh, all Big Ten third team this year, preseason. Uh, he's the brother of Bo Melton, who a lot of Big Ten fans know as Bo Melton was the leading receiver for Rutgers for three, four, past three, four years or something like that. Uh, but he, he has a couple picks on the year. He's been looking a little bit better each and each and every week. Uh, that, that That's probably the two I would keep the closest eye on. Christian Izian's a little bit of a smaller safety so now Rutgers has like a, a linebacker problem at the at the moment. They don't have many healthy linebackers. So Christian Isian's kind of playing. It's weird. He's like 5'8", but he's playing like a little bit closer to the line as that linebacker type hybrid guy. Uh, he's a great tackler, uh, very good form tackle. He'll a uh, very good run stopper as well. So he, he's another one I probably keep a close eye on. I think he had one game this year where he had like 16 tackles. So he's uh, not afraid to hit people. One of the staples of Greg Schiano's Rutgers teams were blocked kick, kicks. Uh, it, 
the special teams unit, is that still a staple of Greg Schiano's teams or, or blocking field goals, extra points, punts, and all the, those things? Yeah, so, I mean, uh, I think they have two blocked punts on the year, so it's not as much as he used to do it because you do have a really good return man, like we mentioned before, in Krugshank, so you kind of want to send a couple guys back now to get, like, those blocks here and there. But uh, for the most part, yeah, they, they still send the house quite a bit. Um, like, like I mentioned, they had, uh, I think one last week against Nebraska or two in the last week against, or two weeks ago against Nebraska. Um, yeah, but they're, they're, it's still pretty much a staple and, uh, they're, they're very close to being really good on special teams. It's just, there's a lot of penalties and a lot of like, a lot of youth on this team. So that's, I think where the penalties are coming from. And that's, I think they're the most penalized team on special teams. So that could, that could be a way where Indiana could kind of make a little advantage here or there. Looking at matchups uh, in this game, if you're a casual fan tuning into Big Ten Network at noon uh, for this game, what's one matchup that that you're circling to watch? I'd I'd probably say uh, oh, Big Ten fans don't get a lot of offense, but uh, I'd probably say I'd watch uh, I'd watch Sam Brown versus defense. I think it's a matter of time before he's the official starter for Rutgers. I'm a little shocked he hasn't gotten a nod already. As he led the team in rushing for the past three weeks, he leads the team in rushing on the season. I think he has a hundred more yards than the second guy and Kyle Manongai, who is the starter. And I think only like the difference in carries is like six or seven. Um, so he, he's been, he's one I would keep a really close eye on against this Indiana defense. I noticed their defense lets up quite a bit of yards overall uh, this season, the Hoosiers. So I, I would probably watch for Sam Brown to try to try to break a couple ones and just try to try to get the run game going, establish that. Then maybe you can get the passing game going and then go from there. But, like I said, new offensive coordinator, so no one really knows what to expect out of this offense. Um, I do think this Rutgers defense in general is going to hold Indiana to probably under 24 points. Uh, that being said, it's it's going to be a close one. Yeah, um, you know, Indiana's defense has been susceptible to the long pass. We saw it against Cincinnati, against um, against Nebraska a, a couple <laughs> weeks ago, and, and last week against Maryland. Uh, even though Talia got his yards, I, it really was the the run defense late in the game against the backup in, in Billy Edwards Jr. that didn't that didn't do the job. So I, IU has not put together a four quarter game yet, um, and somehow they're Illinois's only loss, and Illinois is rocking and rolling right now uh, over in the Big Ten West, uh, which we know I, I would think that both fan bases are like we got to get rid of divisions by now because this is this is getting to be hot garbage. Um hundred percent. But let's go to predictions. Uh, you you predict a, a low scoring game. What what's your official prediction for Saturday? Uh, right now I think the, the over under is interesting. It's forty five. I I want to. It's gonna be close. I think it's gonna be really close to that. I think like a twenty to seventeen game probably. Uh, I I think Rutgers is gonna Connor Basilak's gonna give uh, Rutgers fits on defense. I know their secondary is supposed to be their strong suit, but it's it's seen some serious struggles this year. Shivers looks like a pretty decent running back as well. And it, it's not just him. I think you guys have another running back, uh, whoever the backup was. I think he ran for like 300 yards this year or something like that. Josh Henderson. He's actually from Hun School out in Princeton. Oh, that is that. I was going to ask if that was the same Josh Henderson. Um, yep. So, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, the, I think I think Indiana pulls this one out. Uh, I think the Rutgers, like Rutgers, Rutgers sold out the past two games at home. I think this one's going to be a lot less than that. I think fans are getting a little upset, getting pissed off and here and there i mean new offensive coordinator I, maybe there's a little juice on offense but at the same time it's still the same players it's probably for the most part still the same plays and play calling and schemes and all that but 
it's going to be tough. I'd probably say 2017 Indiana, but I, I think you could easily flip that and still say 2017 Rutgers. But as of right now, I think Indiana pulls this one out by like a field goal or something like that. Yeah, the last couple games, trips to Rutgers, Indiana, it's been interesting. Uh, yeah, the the uh, IU fans will know the Cameon Patrick game, which he, he was supposed to be this legend running over people. He played in like four games uh, and got hurt. But that was one of the games he uh, with Divine Redding and, and things like that. But it's a very funky game. Uh, you know, the 2014 game where Tevin Coleman runs for 307 yards and IU yeah. still loses by – by 20 points uh, and, and things like that. And then I think it was 2018, where it's 24 17. Uh, and just like the offense shut off in the second half uh, and, and things like that. It's a tricky trip out to Rutgers. I always love it. I am from the New York area. So it's a okay. chance to go home. But I had never really been to a Rutgers football game before covering IU. And that fan base is really actually passionate um, and things like that. Uh, they're out there tailgating. Uh, they're they're loud um, when, when things are going well and things like that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think if Indiana is going to get another one, it's got to be this one. Uh, otherwise, they're, they're going to start that, that late season slide. You got a bye week after this, you know, before heading, uh, getting Penn State at home, heading to Ohio State and Michigan State and Purdue at home. So life in the Big Ten East is not easy, as as Rutgers fans and IU fans well know. Um, I'm I'm going to go with you. I think IU by field goal, but I'm going to go 24 21 um, and push on that that over under. Uh, so. You know, and maybe that five o'clock Yankees, hopefully Yankees in the ALCS on Saturday, maybe that affects the crowd as well uh, if they have to choose which one to to, to to go to. But, Richie, tell our fans where, where they can read your stuff, where they can find you online. Yeah, so um, obviously uh, it, this is recorded on video, right? Yes. Or is it just – okay, so you see, obviously, it says Rivals Richie. You can find me on uh, Twitter uh, right there, at Rutgers Rivals on Twitter, on every social media platform. Uh, Rutgers.Rivals.com, we, we cover basically everything Rutgers athletics, not just football, basketball, wrestling, baseball. We, we try to do it a little bit of everything. Uh, I like to think we're the premier Rutgers site on, uh, on the web, if, if people still say on the web. But uh, – <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I, uh, we, I've i been doing it for quite some time. So uh, if you guys have any questions and if you're coming out to New Jersey and you want food recommendations, we got all that stuff on the boards. Reach out to me on Twitter. I'll, I'll throw you a bunch of uh, good food spots. If you like Italian food, this, this is the this is the trip to make. Yeah, it's uh, Italian food, New York, New Jersey. Uh, gets none better than actually going over to Italy uh, and things like that. But thank you, Richie. Um, awesome, awesome talking to you. Hopefully we'll see you on Saturday. Uh, at SHI Stadium and things like that. And if you have, if your fans have any questions about IU, feel free to hit us up on Twitter at Hoosier underscore Huddle um, as well. Uh, we give scouting reports, and if you need anything from us, feel free to reach out as well. Uh, so that does it for our our roundtable. Thank you to to Rivals Richie for coming on. You can check him out at, at the Rutgers Rivals sites as well. You can follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore Huddle. Have all the lead up to the game at HoosierHuddle.com as well. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcast as well. Uh, you know, what do the kids say now? Like, rate, subscribe. Uh, <laughs> comment, like, rate, subscribe, all that stuff. So uh, we appreciate it. And uh, Indiana kicks off at Rutgers at SHR Stadium at noon on Saturday on Big Ten Network.